0: Well, we may as well start today because we even have a guest in everything today. I'm Thanks Scott Farber. This is former New York Giant NFL Player Association president, host of The Extra Point on this network, which is going to be start, uh, starting our fourth season just very soon now. Actually, he's also the co-host of this podcast, Memphis Living Legend.
1: Okay, on and on. Soon to be senior
0: golf uh, <laughs> golf tour uh, pro in Europe, maybe. Let's hope so.
1: That would be a good, great. News. He
0: is Larry Mallory, and our guest today is my son Jordan, who we've talked about many times. And uh, but we brought Jordan in here for a reason. Now you know we didn't have our show last week, and we're in our new studio, and we're going to have a lot of neat little things going up on the walls. Oh, that's we have great too. You know, we we can't see it right now, but we have some of the things from the ad agency up there. We're going to get some of your uh, football memorabilia okay. up there. Jordan yeah, did a great job. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Cindy and Adam, who uh, you know, we always talk about, are sitting in the background, you know, working. They're probably, you know, I don't know where the cameras are, but it's probably close-ups on them going right
1: by us. They're the strength behind the power. That, that's right. That's, that's right. right. That's right.
0: <laughs> well, you know, we brought Jordan in, and, and I, you know, we, we, we skipped last week because you had to go out of town. So I had everything prepared for last week, and I'm looking at it, and, and I just laughed because it's become obsolete already. Yeah. And I never thought it would have, but we're going to go over some of that stuff. But we brought Jordan in today because I thought it might be fun to do a millennial versus baby boomer. All
1: right.
0: <laughs> and I started asking Cindy and Adam some questions, and... Uh, Cindy got a couple right. Adam didn't get anything right, <laughs> but Jordan's an expert on all. You know, you know. Jordan knows more random information than anybody I know. Okay. You know, <laughs> and, and this is very difficult right for him because he's sitting, not on his phone. So I'm going to ask you a few questions, Jordan. We'll all just right. see how you do. Who is Ed McMahon? Ed
2: McMahon. Um, I don't
0: know. Okay, Jim, good. Jim, <laughs> Jim,
2: sounds like Jim McMahon's dad. <laughs> well, that's a great answer. Yeah. That's
0: that was good. Answer. He immediately turned it into football. That's, for right. You. that's yeah. right. That's right. Do you know who Ed McMahon
1: was? I remember Ed McMahon. I uh, can't remember what he did. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it. <laughs> that's, right, that's right. That's <laughs> right. The Baby Boomers are close to the when, millennials. <laughs> when, when I, I can't believe it. But I remember Ed, though. I do remember Ed McMahon.
0: Do you remember Johnny Carson?
1: Oh, very well. In fact, uh, who was know, he his, was a late night. Yeah. Who was his uh, sidekick? And McMahon, sure it was. Right? I had the name, but I couldn't remember where to place it. If okay. Persons, I would have, I
2: would
0: have known that. All right, that's Jordan. Right. That's a great one. All right, Jordan, who are the Gibb brothers? The, well, Larry Gibb won't Gibb know brothers. that either, yeah. Okay, <laughs> me. would it help you if I said uh, Barry, Maurice, and Robin? No, not at all. And that they had another brother, Andy? Um, sounds like
2: a TV show thing,
0: right? no. Uh, but you, but you do. Now, I'm not going to even ask you because I know you don't know. <laughs>
1: well, well, I think I remember Andy Gill. Okay, uh,
0: you, you remember Andy, but you don't remember the other three. Yeah, I don't remember the other three. Okay, I'll give you a hint. They were. <laughs> I'm loving this. <laughs> Baby boomer boomers versus millennials. <laughs> zero to zero. So you can't get mad at me for not knowing any of
1: this stuff.
2: No, that's no, I, that's no.
0: Um,
1: he has a concussion too, though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were. Um, um, uh, a musical group. Does that help either one of you?
1: No. It helps me. Andy Gibb. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the group.
0: Andy didn't play with his brothers. He didn't? He, he was on his own.
1: Oh, okay.
0: But the brothers, um, uh, Jordan, you've listened to their music your whole life because your mother played it in the car when you were a little kid all but the time. Yeah. think I paid attention to that? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'll give you a hint. Um, uh, they were the BGS. Okay. Do you remember the Bee Gees? I remember yes. the Bee Gees, yeah. Oh, hey, my gosh.
2: That makes more sense. Larry, if you
0: don't know this next one, then you can't play anymore. <laughs> okay. Jordan, who is Fred and Ethel Mertz?
1: Fred and Ethel Mertz? Um, you, you don't okay. know. Okay. Do,
0: do you remember?
1: I remember Fred, yeah, sitting in the chair. Um, uh, the name of the show was it. Oh, my gosh. A, Come on, Larry. You're, you're just. All the family? No. Um, no. It was. Um, I. Love Lucy. Thank you. (laughs) Okay,
0: Okay. I'm getting there. (laughs) All right, all right, Uh, Jordan. Who is Diana Ross?
2: Oh, why does his name sound so familiar to me?
0: I can't believe it. Okay. I
1: know the name. Like I don't know. Like Larry, if you don't know Diana Ross, you know I get Diana Ross. That was the Supremes. Thank you. My (laughs) gosh, Diana
0: Ross from the Supremes, a musical group.
1: And her daughter now is the is the star of Blackish. Right. Okay. Larry, Larry is saving his face
0: now. All right. Jordan Paul McCartney played in two major bands. What were they?
2: Um, I know the Beatles are one, um, and the other one I have no clue. But I know he still performs like solo.
0: Like now. Right. It was called uh, Wings. Okay. Paul McCartney and Wings. Do you remember that?
1: Before. No, I don't remember that one. That's a good one. I remember
0: <laughs> the <with> Beatles. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: uh, okay, so all the millennials around here, you're all forgiven. Um, okay, Sparky Anderson is best known for what?
2: Um, you've mentioned his name to me before, but yes, I'd I have. i selling out the, the part where you describe like what he's important for.
0: All right, he was the manager of the Reds when they won the World Series in '75 and '76. That's right, the Big Red That's Machine. Right. He also won with Detroit in '84. That's irrelevant, though. All right, I'm going to ask you, Jordan. Who, what was Joe Frazier best known for? He was a boxer. What was he best known for?
2: Um, I don't know. Did he get like, knocked out by Muhammad Ali? Is that something he did?
0: He got knocked out by Muhammad right. Ali. He knocked out Muhammad. Do you remember what Joe Frazier is best known for?
1: Well, best known for beating uh, yeah. you know, For beating yeah. Ali. Yeah. The time, yeah. Ali. The first time Ali won the next time, two anyway. fights. Yeah.
0: You know, you you know, know. the interesting thing about the, the two of them... Down Goes Frazier thing, right? Where's that? Down, down Goes was right. That was Howard Cosell's yeah, famous it. call when uh, George Foreman knocked him down. All right, just a couple of more quick ones, then we'll get on to some more serious matters here. Right. Jordan, who is Billie Jean King?
2: Um, Billie Jean King, again, that name sounds super familiar. Um, another singer I want
1: to say. Great singer. Do you do you know who Billie Jean was? Billie Jean was a tennis player. Right. You know, very famous tennis player, did right. very well, and at That's one cool. time was one of the top female tennis players in the country, in the world. Okay. First James Bond, Jordan.
2: First James
0: Bond. Come on. Millennials know that. No, oh, we don't. <laughs>
1: Do you know who the first name I was, was? trying to think. I see <laughs> you him. I see I, his yeah, face. Yeah, 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 yeah. His face and everything. I just Sean came. Connery. Sean Connery. Okay, yeah, That's yeah right. you should, both. I should, have, I should have known. Here's That's a TV right.
0: show. I Dream of... I don't
1: know. Jeannie.
0: Thank <laughs> you. Larry's redeeming himself. All right, Talia Shire became very famous in a movie. She was the wife of the main character in a very famous movie. Do you know... What it might have been?
2: Can I call him the guy who's doing well in Jeopardy to help answer these questions? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm sure you could, and he
0: would know. You need a hint? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, this will give it away. That hint, I won't give you that one. Her name was Adrian in the movie. And her first name, a lot of people thought her first name was Yo. It was it Rocky? Rocky Yo Adrian. <laughs>
1: Oh, wow, I would have missed that completely. That was well done. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, well these, done. these are set
0: for millennials to screw up, and then I got my baby boomer buddy Larry sitting here with me. Okay, all right. Larry, do you remember the movie The Deep with Nick Nolte and uh, uh, Jacqueline Bissett? No, I don't. Oh, God, I won't even ask you what that movie was famous no. for. Okay, what war did Jane Fonda protest? Vietnam. Yeah, good good guess, yeah. Larry. Uh, Larry. Yeah, right. Jordan, good guess. You got that right. All right, um, very, it takes both of us
2: to answer these questions. I protested Vietnam, so I was just I was like, honestly, I'm more so a lucky guess than anything.
0: <laughs> All right, two more quickies. Do you know who Christy Brinkley is?
2: Um, I've seen her in a commercial before promoting something. Um, okay, yeah, so. she's a
0: famous model. She's older now, but you know, when she was young, she was a very, very famous model, mm-hmm. and uh, a musical group. I'm giving you a big hit hint: Gladys Knight and the Said. Yeah, Gladys Knight and the Moody Blues and the pibs. and the pibs, Thank you. All right, you, Larry, redeemed himself. Jordan, you got 0 for Do You have anything oh, yeah. you want? I some right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's you, right. you guessed that's on right. Jane Fonda. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything you want to ask of us, or should we move on? Um, what
2: are some things I want to ask? What is Snapchat?
1: That's I know that's what so that cool. is. You know what that is? Yeah, it's um, it's like a. A visual, a lot visual photography on your phone, but it, it does it not delete after a certain. You take it. You it's take a picture close, of yourself
0: yeah. and you yeah. send a little message and, yeah. and that little silly picture to all your friends. Yeah, and then it goes away, except right. for the ones who capture it. And how soon and, does it go away, though? Jordan? Um,
2: they can last anywhere from one second to infinity. You can just set the timer on them, and it'll it'll, oh, it'll last for a certain that. period
0: of time. Jordan puts infinity on his. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, we got it. That's you know, us it's boomers, bad. we're we're oh, in bad. the know.
2: Some other millennial type questions. Um I have some who, of your stuff. I think I have one I don't I don't, think, I don't think you're gonna know. Who is currently beefing with Drake?
1: Um Um Dray, Draymond Green?
2: No, it isn't it, I mean so like the actual the actual other like um, music artist who's beefing with Drake.
0: Oh a music artist. A musical artist. That's, you would so, know that.
1: <laughs> you know so much about music
0: yeah yeah. they called me to say hey I'm beefing with Drake does that mean he's eating a sandwich with him he's beefing with well, him well I messed up beefing you, on the yeah, first you know, go around with, who, who's he beefing with what's he? oh yeah of course have you ever heard of him Nuh-uh. okay either and beefing yeah. means
1: what now
2: uh, they're like have like they're like angry at each other, have like some like something oh. against each other. Okay. That's good. Beefing. Larry, Larry, can you tell me the difference between a GIF and a meme? <laughs> Ooh. Okay. I can
1: That's tell cool. you the difference. Um, a meme is like a caric- a caricature, right? And I don't know, and a gift is just... There's a
0: picture that just keeps doing the same thing over and video over. It's a the kids keep right. yeah. oh, like, That's so what a meme so, is. Yeah, so, you know... So that's what a gift you, is. You that's did better gift. on the uh, millennials asking us questions <laughs> than boomers. <laughs> right. All right, let's move on. That was very good. was. very good. Um, <laughs> I uh,
1: was. Jordan, I young. Now, Jordan,
0: I don't, I don't want you to get political and and start fighting and, and using people's names at <laughs> all, but, uh, <laughs> but what do you... You know, you're a college kid. What do you feel about? Uh, is there a fear on campus with all these shootings and guns?
2: Oh yeah, no, it's it's actually terrifying. And and what makes like matters worse is the governor of Texas signed into law a couple of years ago that you were now allowed to have campus carry. So now there are people legally allowed to bring their guns on campus, and and that is what makes things even even like more terrifying because now now people can legally just bring what like things on campus. It's it's not open care, so but it's a concealed care, which I think even makes it worse to have to be like wary of right. of the people around you. Like was like are they caring like what, what do you say around certain people, um, who are you comfortable with? And the people I feel even worse for, more so than the students, are the professors. So what's saying that a student can't come into professors' office hours and hold them at gunpoint, yeah. um, threatening them for grades or for something else that's going on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know when we were kids we didn't worry about that stuff
1: ever. And you would think and, and well I'd like to hear it from you to me that pushes people apart not together. So right, it's almost right. like an individualist now on, on a college campus and not a uniform well, let group. me
0: let me ask you exactly. when we were kids there were kidnappings there were there were bad things that happened but it wasn't you know, broadcast on the news every minute. Right. So, do you think that's something to do with it because of you know the availability of news now? I mean, is it happening more, or is it happening about the same, and we just hear it more?
1: Well, I think the I think the the rapidity you know the rapid uh, news feed yeah, yeah. obviously well, is getting constantly. more a lot constant more, more information. So obviously, I would believe that things that people didn't know about are more visible now. Yeah, but at the end of the day when I, I think about college campuses and even high school campuses, you know, that was a great question because uh, does, it, does it promote fraternities and sororities? Does it promote friendships or is it separating kids on campus? Right, right.
2: It's, it's definitely separating. Like I'd say, I'd say more so that than anything else. i kind of going with what you were saying about like, is it more just like prevalent than like, what we see today? So kind of like ironically enough, we're in the most um, peaceful period in human history in terms of that like, the amount of like killings we do to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's more so just kind of like the news is like bringing it about. But the other thing like that needs to be mentioned is um, while it's the most peaceful period in time, like and like murder rates are going down and things like that, mass shooting rates are going up. It's replacing the individual murders and the stabbings and everything else. So it's just a lot of cluster killings, and that's how you get like the big news out. Because instead of I know it's like horrible to say, just like you know instead of like one person dying like over like in many different killing killings, you're seeing one killing where fifteen to twenty people are, are being killed and injured at one right. point in time, and that's kind of what. Right. Um, it's bring really about a major scare. But another thing to remember is like it's it's also due to the fact that um that you have these assault weapons that are so easily um accessible to everybody that your only requirement is to be tw- like twenty-one years old and and exist. I mean like that, it's like to do like to buy one of these guns, and you can also like buy modifications that help allow your um your ammunition to be like to be uh expelled faster from from the firearm yeah. or be from the shot off.
1: It did not uh did not recently also um, that the governor of Texas approved the fact that teachers in high schools could bring guns. I,
2: I don't necessarily know. I don't know that. I know that's in consideration. It's in consideration, that's, yeah. I remember, I'm, I'm not going to bring up my, any names, but I remember my high school physics teacher in front of my parents said that she'd be the first one to volunteer to, to, to have a gun uh, if they allowed it, and that just terrified, terrified me. Wow. Um.
0: So, yeah, it, it you know, it can be very frightening, yeah. you know, you know to kids especially, you it's, know. But the door's
2: locked and the kid gets a hold of the gun. Or, or what's to say that, that the teacher who gets mad at a student is going to threaten the student with a gun or, yeah. or, or shoots somebody in self-defense when in reality it's the high school kid mouthing back to a teacher.
0: You know, exactly. now, you know a so. hundred years ago when I anchored television, it was like people looked at the news differently than they do now. Because now, you know, when we gave the news, Walter Cronkite was the most trusted Man in America when you and I were young, right. before you were born, <clears throat> and Walter came on and did the news on CBS for a billion years, and bipartisan. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. You know, we would read scripts of facts, yeah. you know, and everything. And um, now we see such a divisive separation. You know, with the cable news. You know, you have Fox News that's, you know, sees the story one way, and. Uh, CNN that maybe sees the story another way. And when we were growing up, and even when I anchored television, it, it, there wasn't like differences. It was everybody kind of read the same story the same way yeah. across the country. So I'm wondering where is the news re- like really headed? I saw, I found this really fascinating. It really hit home. <clears throat> when Mueller came out the other day and gave his, you know, nine minute speech, He talked about uh, uh, the things in his report, and it led us to think that maybe there was some obstruction of justice, which went against what the uh, attorney general said. And we've been having that argument forever, and the conservative media has been saying he's completely exonerated, completely exonerated, and the CNN media is saying, well, wait a minute, here's some facts in here. There was a lady interviewed the other day after Mueller spoke who said— I can't believe it. I thought the president was completely exonerated. I can't believe what Mueller had said in this report. And she said, but of course, I only watch conservative media. And there's my issue. I'm not saying who's right, who's wrong, and you know, I don't want to fight you know about the politics of it. But we really have to do something where people get their news sources and it's different, it's different answers for the same question. Yeah. You know, you know, what can be done about that? You're, you're seeing something, your generation's seeing something we've never seen before. That's true. I know yeah. in politics, everybody always fought and argued. Yeah. But th- when the news anchors read the news at night, th- these were the facts, and you could spin it however you want. Exactly. Now we're just getting two stories.
2: Well, it's, it, we're switching to um, opinion news. Like, if people watch, like, nightly news on, on any news station, whether it be Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, it's opinion news. You're not getting fact news you're getting, somebody's going to say Perspect, something, right. and then you're going to have their take on it. It's, right. And and of course, like on Fox News, you're going to have the conservative um, people come on there and talk on MSNBC. You're going to have the liberal people come on and talk about it. But my, cu- but my
0: question, it. Jordan, is news has to back up whatever right. they say by fact. Right. And I don't know if but, we're doing that but they anymore. Don't. So
2: but there's an independent fact-checking source, PolitiFact, for for example, that has fact-checked these news stations. Right. Um, Fox News has an 11% truth rating. Um, MSNBC is like a 25% truth rating. CNN's the highest at like 40%. Not even the highest one isn't even at 50%. For can be considered to tell the full truth. Of, like, what about
0: time. what about the uh, ABC, CBS, NBC regular network? I haven't
2: checked. Um, like That'd be interesting news. to see. I'm just, checking yeah. the, those are just the cable news stations. But yeah. like that's from they have like ratings from like true, mostly true, half true, mostly false, mm-hmm. and false. But when you get flip, true stories, like you're you're not getting it on any of them because they're all going to put their opinion on it, in which immediately detracts from what, what is actually being said they're trying to use it to um, appeal to certain viewers, because it's, it's all about viewership. If, if, if they were actually trying to give people facts, they wouldn't, they wouldn't get the attention, people want to be entertained and want to be like, blown away, they don't care about what anybody else has to say.
1: You know, um, to me, this brings home, you know, I lived 15 years outside of the country, and in a lot of countries, when they talk about the English language, they talk about the fact that the English language is sort of confusing. Because you can say the same thing, and and actually have a different perspective with the same thing, and and this is kind of what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Here's an issue. The issue is analyzed or opinionated by whatever side of the aisle that you're on. Right. It's still coming out as English language. Right. 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 But it's not giving you that clear direction. In most languages, it's either uh, the tenses are solid. You know, it's either male or female or whatever. We don't have the adjectives and adverbs and support, you know, uh, the the things that make our language kind of fluffy. They used to call English language fluffy. And that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing the same information coming out in English, but coming out from different perspectives and the uh, the opinion perspective to me just kind of brings it all together. You're right. It's, it's you end up choosing the channel to look at based upon your opinions as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Based that, upon your that's that's what's happening.
0: Does anybody ever try to does anybody ever switch side? Does anybody's opinion ever change or is everybody just glued to what they watch?
2: So a few, a few people um, will change their mind, but they're actually um is something we call confirmation bias where, um, where you basically like associate yourselves with people who agree with you. And um, even even when somebody gives you a dissenting like opinion to you, or an, or an actual fact that overturns like, what you think to be true, you just dig deeper. You just dig your heels deeper into your own stance because nobody wants to ever admit that they're like wrong.
0: Right, right. All right. We had uh, something that's um, w- when we taped this program. Uh, this was just kind of a breaking story. Kim Jong Un executed his officials that were uh, meeting with the American officials, and because they didn't come to an agreement, he executed these people. Now, this is a man that uh, our president calls uh, Kim Jong-un, smart, funny, a friend, a great personality. Uh,
1: Supports his uh, challenges uh, to Biden.
0: Yeah, supports uh, his challenges to Biden. They're they're (laughs) in love. They write love letters together.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know. um, The America's uh, World uh, Order. Yeah. is being challenged it's not just we're not just having challenges domestically we're having challenges uh, as in, in terms of the perspective of other countries to who we've always been we've always sort of you know been that beacon of hope that beacon of light and now we're aligning ourselves to to people that like this that are killing their people right. that are against them right it's not a good time
0: you know there was um uh it's interesting because I had to speak uh on Memorial Day about World War II and a bunch of the uh, war veterans we've taped already. And uh, just doing a little bit of research, I very quickly found that nearly 1 million military people died in all the wars since the American Revolution. You know, 1 million have died. But now the bigger question is, how many more have died after they're out of battle because of the wars, because of the PTSD, the suicide? I I mean, that's a a bigger issue happening now, I think. And then, you know, and then I always question, did it affect the World War II guys? They just seem to come home, buy a house in the suburbs and have kids. It's mental
2: health stigma on that. Until recently, people always just treat mental health as, like, just get over yourself.
0: But, but, but we so knew so many people. Getting- Jordan, you know, um, um, I had so many World War II people in my family, and I never saw any of it. It's because
2: it wasn't accepted. They weren't, like, people, like, were afraid to show of It was all repressed and kind of just, like, left it, like, to people to kind of, like, deal with all their issues, like, in private. Nowadays, yeah. you can be much more open to and say, this is what I'm feeling, like, this is what's going through, and, like, I need to, like, get some support and help. You know. like, and that's only recent, like, even from, like when you were a kid, I'm sure there were like hundreds of thousands, if not millions of World War II veterans that um, uh, like were suffering from PTSD or depression or anxiety. But
0: yeah, just, but we just, never even noticed it because, in them because though.
2: Because they had, it's repressed. Like, they were, yeah. like it wasn't socially acceptable to show this in public. If you right. were, you were ostracized. That's a good yeah.
1: point. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, today, they, you know, they were, they celebrated um, World War Two veterans. I think it was in Delaware where they do it on the 30th of right, May at the First right. May Center. And they were talking about uh, how how uh, how World War Two veterans today would be in their 90s. Yeah. 92, 91, yeah, 92. Yeah, 92 and up. Yeah. And, um, you know, they, they wonder, they, they want to just make sure that because of this constant influx of news that we have that's negative, that at least on the, on the day you know that we're honoring them, let's not have anything negative, let's try to promote the positive yeah, yeah, yeah. because like you're saying, I, I totally agree. I think that in those days, if you had conditions, they weren't as visible you know as they are now, especially with social media and everybody's talking right. about different things. So the families of World War II they would have dealt with them by family right and right. not by
0: grouping right. You know. Well, you know, I had an uncle, and you remember your Uncle Bert. He's gone now. He was in the Battle of the Bulge. I mean, and he was, um, uh, and we have this in one of the documentaries up on the website that we did, but he was in a, uh, uh, they took refuge in a small little building. He and five or six other guys, I can't remember if it was five or six, and the building was hit by artillery and blew up. They are all buried alive. And... Um, he said that a, uh, a convoy uh, with an army tank stopped there and they wanted to know if there was more, enough space for them to take a respite in there. And there wasn't, so they just went, you know, into their uh, tank and then they eventually moved on. He said, when that building was blown up, that army tank came back because they knew they were there and they dug him out. And he goes, I was the only one dug out alive. Wow. And I said, well, what what was going through your mind? He said, as I'm laying there, and it, it, it was probably a couple hours, you know, buried, trapped, just able to breathe. Um, he said, all I could think of was the telegram my mom's gonna get. You know, the telegram that they were sent, uh, that you out. lost your son in combat. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just horrifying. And and so I think of that, and I think just of Bert, the wheel and, and he always seemed normal to me but you know what you say is probably very true yeah. very true see my dad was a bombardier and he said that they were they were the lucky ones the guys on the ground like his brother bert they're the ones that really saw the horrible stuff mm-hmm. you, you know uh, not that there's a good part of a war or, or whatnot but the guys who got the the bum rap i always thought and they're finally getting some good recognition is the vietnam guys because yeah. that was such an unpopular
1: war. It, it really was. And and he, and, he, and what Jordan was saying, you know, I, I have relatives that were in the Vietnam War. and Because you're it, much younger than me is what you're saying. Okay, well, I got it. <laughs> well, my brother-in-law, actually. And, and it just reflects because he, for many years, he didn't want to share it. Right. He didn't want to share well, we it Well, find,
0: we find that all the time now. Yeah. You know, because as I interview these guys, I have so many times their families say he never told that story. That's right and you we know, were able to capture it. So yeah, they repressed everything, you and, know, and now, along see, with what you
1: were saying. And, and now with such an influx of people that are still alive that are veterans of wars, it's it putting a lot of pressure on the VA, you yeah, know, in yeah, terms yeah, of services yeah, and yeah. things like that. And that's why, you know, it, it, it's just putting a lot of pressure on the military. Yeah, yeah,
0: know. yeah, it, it, it is interesting. All right, you know, Larry, I was going to ask you last week, we didn't do a show last week because you had to be out of town, but I was going to do a little rapid-fire time capsule thing like with you. And then I look at my questions. I'm going to go over them now a week later. None of them seem relevant (laughs) because every day in our political system, things are going to change. But getting back very quickly to Kim Jong-un and executing his officials, is that going to affect Trump at all? Is Trump going to say anything about that? You know, because he's trying to promote this wonderful relationship and now you know that that really has to be an awful feeling for our guys because they just met with these people what do you think
2: um i don't think trump's (laughs) going to say anything i think he's just going to ignore it entirely like mike pompeo said they're going to look into it but like what does look into it actually mean um donald trump has aligned himself with kim jong-un he's aligned himself with the mess and going on in venezuela he's aligned himself with vladimir putin while socially isolating ourselves from canada and Mexico and great Britain and France and Germany and Australia. So uh, if, if that, it, it doesn't really matter like what, what Kim Jong-un does. Like, like Kim, like Kim Jong-un in, in North Korea killed Otto Warmbier, and then they right. sent him back to the United States. Right, right. Donald Trump said Kim Jong-un had nothing to do with it, but they were trying to save him. So if that tells you anything, Like if he doesn't even care that an American was killed, then what is he going to care if? if just North Korean
0: officials were killed. By well, him. that's that. That's a good point there. All right, let me give you this time capsule real quick, Larry. He spoke for both <laughs> of us. That was pretty good. Aren't yeah, <laughs> that no, good that's one. why I brought him on the show. <laughs> right. We could just sit back and turn him on and go. That's right. That was a good. I one. mean, he gets it from his dad. You know. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's anyway, true. anyway, time capsule time, Larry. And mm. see, none of these matter now anymore. Will Mueller testify? Yes or no? Yes. Will McGann testify? Yes. Does anybody care anymore now? That, yes. That's the bigger question. Okay, <laughs> Will Trump remove all the power of Congress forever by uh, having everybody ignore subpoenas, or will that change? No. What's in it for Bill
1: Barr to lie to Congress? The lies that come from the people that support the present conditions. My first, my first feeling is that there's some type of capitalistic, you know, in a capitalistic country it's about capital. There's some type of capitalistic return that's coming to that person, or that person's family, or something relating to that person. Uh, so I always believe there's a motive, you know, right, for people right. to step out and and to to um, to take the kind of pressure that you take when yeah. you're defending the, the present leader. Uh, for for that to happen, there has to be some type of return coming. Right, right. I don't know if it's monetary or. Or something for their generations, but there's something that he's giving to these people. And, and I shouldn't
0: say. And I shouldn't say lie. Probably I should say spin it a certain way. You know, you no, know. No, you should say lie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, that's the that's the key. That's the issue, actually. And I, I just want to put this out: we we are a congenial society, right? Right. But there are some news, like some some news of. I'd hate to see if we weren't. Well, well, and I think sometimes that's what happens. Sometimes we're so congenial that we don't give the American public the right, the information that they need to make a, a final yeah. decision. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're trying to be soft on one side, where other news vehicles are, they're they're throwing yeah. punches yeah. And, and we're we're trying catching to be them good. with pillows. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Exactly. You, like, like you look on like on all the news sources like CBS, ABC, MSNBC, NBC, all all of them. When Trump lies. They say um, misstatement yeah. Yeah. Say, or say it was an untruthful comment. They don't, they don't just say it was That's a
0: lie. lie. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. A lie is a lie. Yeah. Um, will Russia change the actual voting numbers? Yes. Will Trump leave office peace, peacefully if he's voted out or will he try to hang on to power? He will try to hang on to power. <laughs> will will uh, Republicans try and save our democracy or are they all in with
1: Trump no matter what? My hope is that they will uh, uh, save the democracy and understand the importance of the democracy going in, in the future, especially with the millennials.
2: Before you move on, I, there's something I actually want to mention on this. So two years ago, Lindsey Graham um, tweeted two different tweets talking about how tariffs on Mexico would be back to our third largest trade partner and to increase the taxes on the American people. Yesterday, he tweeted in favor of Trump's 5% tariff on Mexico. So they're willing to just... Well,
0: Jordan, that's where history is really going to play an important part when we look back on this era, you know, to see how it really panned out. Will Trump win re-election? Yes or no? No. Will Trump go to jail when he's no longer president? And that's really funny to ask a question like that in the same breath. Yeah. I I would say no. Okay. Let's, you know, before we end the show today, let's talk about some... Later topics. Oh, okay. You know, let's talk about... that not many around. No, no. You know, but Larry is the uh, positive aspect of everything. So I, I just want to pull this out and ask you guys a question. Jordan, I talked to you about this uh, before. I did a Tiger Woods and Jack Nicholas comparison. Jack won 73 PGA events. He played in 595. His winning percentage was 12%. Of every tournament he entered, he won 12%. Tiger has won 81 times, 352 events, 23% winning average. Jack missed 82 cuts, 13.8% of the time he missed a cut. Tiger has missed 26 cuts, or 7% of the time he's missed a cut. Um, Jack has been in 286 top 10s, or 48% of the events he's played in. Tiger is 196 top 10s, or 57% of the events he's played in. Jack has won 18 majors, Tiger 15. Uh, Jack had 105 consecutive cuts made. Tiger had 142. And Tiger's the only guy to hold all four majors at the same time. We call it the Tiger Slam because it wasn't in the same year. He won the last three, uh, didn't win the Masters, won the next three, and then won the Masters, the first one the next year. So my question is, greatest golfer of all time is? Jack Nicklaus. Greatest golfer of all time is? Tiger Woods. And you know what I find interesting? Mm -hmm. It's always everything. What do I always say? (laughs) Everything is a generational thing. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so what do you say
2: that? Who's the greatest golfer of all time? Yeah. Jack Nicklaus or Tiger Woods?
0: I was a huge, huge Jack Nicklaus fan, but because of what Tiger has not only done on the golf course, but what it's done for the game of golf, he's gotta, I gotta give him the title.
1: Well, the reason that I gave it to Jack Nicklaus was because in those days, you actually smoked cigarettes while you played. And I thought that this was just such a, a tremendous... If This off-go-mamos could be a, a commercial for non-smokers. <laughs> right? Tiger didn't smoke. In the, in the old days... Yeah, oh remember, yeah, they were smoking cigarettes. Hey, I, I, I
0: remember a Chicago <laughs> Cub relief pitcher, Don Elson, did a commercial for that. Camel Cigarettes. <laughs> I think it was Camel, so don't get mad at me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Sitting in the dugout smoking a cigarette. You know, that was a commercial. Did you
2: see um, John Daly at the PG? Well, he oh, yeah. He a card, in, in his cart, he's holding his putter in one hand. His beer. And he has a cigarette in the other hand. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Okay, so in yeah. other words, um, to be the greatest golfer, you just have to smoke.
1: Well, to be the greatest guy, to, to win the type of tournaments that he won in the midst of an unhealthy sports environment, you have to give him a little more credit. You know I mean? so. at 50% lung
2: capacity. That's
1: right. That, and you're right. walking the course, too? Yeah, yeah. Come You on, know, man. people don't realize that.
0: <laughs> you know, they're walking five miles a day. By Sunday, it's 20 miles they've walked. You know and that's that, don't sit down you don't, that's and they don't, and you're not that's allowed right. to sit down. That's right. and that's why guys like Phil Mickelson, I think, he plays so great in the, you know, at his age, round one, two, and three. If you notice, though, he gets a little less competitive. The, yeah, yeah, Simply because it's got to just yeah, wear wear time. you out. All right, I know I have something else here that's a little bit. Uh, um, I know Larry, you don't care too much about hockey and Jordan and I hate both teams that are in the Stanley Cup right now. You know, <laughs> hockey is a true sport where you don't root for teams, you root against teams. Yeah. But St. Louis or uh, uh, Boston. Boston, who's going to win?
1: Uh, I would go with Boston.
0: Who do you think is going to win?
1: Take the St. Louis Blues. You know, it, I would have thought... I, I kind of seen... like hockey, though. Oh, do you? The okay. only yeah. reason I yeah, like I I love it love because I, can, I love beer. <laughs> so so, so if you smoke games. when
0: it's you smoke it's because you're playing golf when you're drinking beer it's because you're watching hockey <laughs> alright right, wait a minute I'm looking around I made so many little notes here I, I, I want to see one thing that uh, oh this is important stuff Ooh. the yeah. NFL what's going on now what are they doing at all these training camps I mean are, are they in full mode practice now
1: they are in um, they're not in full mode practice It's it's uh it's not pads you don't have any pads on and Helmets and that stuff, but they are in the process of, of sorting out who they drafted, how they drafted them, how, uh, and, and really, you know, with the 2020 uh, CBA is coming up. Right. And so the CBA is going to impact a lot of things. The new kids that are coming in, the pre 1993 years, the post 1993 years. Right. There's a lot of stuff on the, on the table in regards to universal vestation. Uh, guys that played before 93 were vested in five years or four years and now it's three Right. and so hopefully the overall um, the major negotiating uh, tool will be to get a universal vestation for everyone um, it's a it's a challenge in that the, the right now Roger Goodell and Damara Smith uh, are receiving some a lot of investigative challenges. Roger Goodell kind of put uh, Demaris in place, and I think there's, well, I know there's some information out now that Roger Goodell, uh, that Demaris Smith was a partner in a union busting law firm. So, and then he's now he's over a union. So the, the the main thing though is I think that there is um, in the next negotiation that everyone is looked out for. And at our last convention that we had, we had young players like Doug Baldwin and. And um, uh, uh, Luck and some of those guys they stayed after because we have two separate conventions. The active players come and then they leave and then we come. At this time, the active players stayed for a little while and we had this universal uh, discussion that was almost kind of. They tried to quell it a little bit, but those active players stood up and talked about benefits for all. Talked about helping, you know, the history of the guys that before them and how they got to where they are. So. I think we're much more unified as from the labor standpoint, from the, you know, the team standpoint than we were in the past. Well,
0: you know, you know what I find so fascinating? And um, someday I'm gonna weaken you because you always try to talk so eloquently <laughs> and so positively and so nice. And the point I'm getting at is, because you've shared some stuff with me, but you know a lot of shit that you won't talk about. (laughs) And one day I'm gonna really want you, I I mean, you will be a viral sensation. I want you, one day I'm gonna get it out of you, you're gonna open up and you're not gonna be afraid of anybody and you're not gonna be afraid of all the lawsuits going on and you're gonna tell us what's going on. And not in the eloquent words and not in the little (laughs) filtered story, you're gonna say, this This is is what's what's happening. You and know. I
1: long to do that too. I know. <laughs> and I'm
0: going to get it out of you one day. And then I'm not going to sit this close to you just in case they miss. I, I heard <laughs> you. Know, so, all right, man, we got to get out of here because we're running late. All right. Jordan, thanks for joining us today. Hey, man. That's it, awesome. it, yeah, that's yeah, you know, great. And Larry, we'll see you next time. We got some uh, extra point shows coming up. We look so, forward to them. So we look forward to them. All right, cool. we'll see you guys next time. I'll thanks. All the
1: best. Next time, I'll thanks. All the best. Next time, I'll thanks. All the best. Next time,
0: I'll thanks.